Welcome to this episode of the Business of Practice podcast, where we focus on the fiscal, financial, and human sides of equine veterinary medicine. In this episode, we're going to talk about the AAEVT with Deb Reeder and with Costanza. I'm your host, Kim Brown, publisher of Equimanagement. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you in 2022 by Care Credit. Deb is a licensed vet tech and has spent the last 15 years working in practice management and consulting in the equine veterinary industry. She founded the AAEVT in 2003, served as president for three years, and now is the executive director. She helped form the Academy Specialty in Equine Veterinary Nursing, as well as the Society for Equine Veterinary Anesthesia. She also manages and oversees the AAEVT Online Equine Certificate Academy. Wiss is the Assistant Executive Director of AAEVT. She has worked as a vet assistant in equine ambulatory and hospital settings. Then she transitioned to industry as a territory manager before finding her career path with AAEVT. So thank you, Deb and Wiss, for joining us today to talk about the American Association of Equine Veterinary Technicians and Assistants, or as we lovingly know it, the AAEVT. Thank you, Kim. It's great to be here. Thank you. So I'm going to let you tell our audience a little bit more about yourselves so they understand who is they're actually listening to today on the podcast. So, Deb, I'm going to let you start. Give us a little background and, and some highlights maybe of your career. Well, I was very privileged to be able to work with some amazing veterinarians and surgeons and referral practices, mainly in Texas. And I also worked for some in California. I think for me, it was eye-opening when I worked for National Pet Care Centers as an area manager and managed 13 practices around the United States. Just the difference in what was offered for small animal versus was offered for equine. And I really wanted to bring those tools, resources, mentorship, you know, to the equine community. And I, I've just... I've loved what I've been able to do, especially with anesthesia. That was my love, rehabilitation, full care in ICU, and just the way different practices do things, all the ways technicians and assistants contribute and their unique contributions to the practices. I've loved being able to observe that, help that, mentor that. And it's all come, you know, full circle to the AAVT. And I'm just privileged and blessed to be be a part of this. Gosh, we're in 18 years now, which is just blowing my mind. But yay. That is amazing. So Wes, give us a little uh, a little of your background and how you ended up working with the AAEBT. So I was uh, very fortunate. I worked at, like Deb, I worked for um, some really amazing practices, both ambulatory and hospital equine in New Jersey, and worked for quite a while with them. We did, a, they were sport horse practices. So we did, uh, did a lot of really amazing things. We were also a referral hospital. And during that time, I uh, discovered the AVT at its early inception. I think it was back in 2013, actually, when I I discovered it. And my practice supported me in attending the meetings. And I my immediate reaction was I found a community and I found um, a whole purpose. You know, this was just amazing. And the support was just incredible, as well as the uh, the meetings and and what I took home from it, both not only in, um, you know, making me feel great that we were actually doing some things correctly and, and, you know, we were on the cutting edge and also the things that, that I did uh, learn from the meetings that I was able to share with, with my staff and, and the practices that I worked at. 
So during that, um, poor Deb, I Velcroed myself to her hip and became, <laughs> became a nuisance and kept saying, you know, if there's anything I can do and if there's anything I can do, this is just awesome and I'm so happy to be here. So I found myself on the board in a few different um different uh, settings. I was the secretary for a while and uh, learned a little bit more about the board and and just loved meeting and making the connections that that we had through that. Um, Kim, as you led to, I was a territory manager. I, tra- I transitioned to industry. My husband retired and we moved up north into New Hampshire. So I uh, transitioned as a territory manager for a while. So I Spent some time in industry, which um, also the, the company I worked for, Leupold Pharmaceuticals, supported the EVT greatly and believed in the technicians and assistants. So that allowed me to continue my passion with the AVT. And when it came time for me to transition um, into the AVT and this position was open and Deb said, you know, we have this position, assistant executive director, and I was all in. And it's been, um, I've been doing it for a couple of years now and just absolutely adore it. So it's it's been a really wonderful path for me. So I'm, I'm really excited to be a part. Well, that's great. Okay, now let's tell our audience a little bit about what the AAEVT is, who you are and who your members are. Well, we actually are worldwide. We have members uh, not only here in the United States, but also Canada, uh, some in South America and Europe. And we are a community of like-minded professionals whether they be technicians, students, assistants, practice managers, office staff, we embrace all of them because really why the AVT was formed was there was no place that embraced the equine veterinary community support staff. And so we modeled ourselves after the AEP. They're like our sister organization and we have a great collaboration with them. We um, offered you know, regional wet labs and lecture opportunities around, you know, the country. We are working on uh, doing some in-depth Zoom calls on different topics like anesthesia and um, specific critical care and internal medicine. And then, um, you know, we have a great collaboration with our sponsors. And so we promote some of their content and some of the speakers that, um, you know, they bring to our industry. We have our online certificate program, which is really the only place um, for you to really get immersed in what you would need to know to be able to come and work and contribute in an equine practice. Because as we all know, the AVMA programs just do not have enough equine to help people, you know, come out and be able to work. And then we have scholarships. So um, we're really proud of our scholarship program that we're able to help people get to meetings, take an online program course, or go to an AVMA accredited program. And we welcome mentorship with our members, getting them published, getting them on programs to speak, um, helping them find jobs and helping employers find jobs or, you know, job applicants. And, um, just public awareness of who we are. You know, we, uh, I think we're, um, we have fit a need that was out there and, you know, we have almost a thousand members now. So I'm very, very excited about where we're going to go next. So tell me a little bit about the difference. I mean, we've talked about Deb is a licensed vet tech. Wiss is an assistant. My daughter is an assistant. 
So what are the differences between assistants and techs and what they can do? Deb, why don't you take that? So the credentialed path is um, going through an AVMA accredited program of study, which is about two years of college. And there's various routes, whether it's in person or virtual online or some, you know, some of them have hybrid. But this is two years, at least two years of um, study of pretty much mirroring what a veterinarian has to study when they go on their DVMA path. And then upon completion of that, they have to sit for a national board, which is called the VTNE. And upon completion of that, then they are allowed to sit for the state exam if their state does provide one or require one um, to be able to be licensed, credentialed in that state. 52 states, uh, there are four different titles and there are 52 different rules and regulations, which makes it very, very confusing. And an assistant is, um, a veterinary assistant is just someone who's pretty much on the job trained there are a lot of assistants in equine veterinary medicine because most of them come from a horse background. So they're, you know, one of the requirements is to be able to handle a horse and keep a veterinarian safe, keep the client safe, keep the horse safe and keep yourself safe. And, you know, while they do not have the curriculum study that is in an AVMA accredited program, they are able to, in their own way, excel in certain areas because you know, that might be their focus. And together, you know, I think we need to do better about working out who does what and mentoring and, you know, supporting each other because assistants are just as important in a practice as a credentialed veterinary technician. Okay. And that's, that's wonderful. Thank you for that. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about AAEVT does offer training for their members. Wes, tell us a little bit about that training. Sure. So as Deb uh, mentioned before, we have an online equine certificate academy uh, that uh, and anyone can, you know, a member can enroll in. Uh, it is, um, it's all online. We do require that you have um, a veterinarian kind of sign off on you as well as uh, we require that you attend one of our AEVT uh, regional meetings uh, so that, you know, we can do a hands-on, make sure that, you know, some people are really great at book reading and, and uh, you know, maybe don't have the practicality and the hands-on. So we, we make sure that all, all boxes are checked. We offer an equine nursing manual that um, an AVT equine nursing manual that is actually used in the online certificate uh, program. And that's a, a, that's the Bible. It's a really great wealth of knowledge. Um, we have our regional continuing educational symposiums that we have throughout the year. We try to hold four of those complete with wet labs, which is uh, we believe the hands-on experience is the best way to learn the new skills. And truly, you know, I'm, I'm a see one, do one, teach one. So that works really well for me. I, I love that. And, uh, you know, our meetings are, are great that way. People really take a lot home. We have uh, an anesthesia society that we've created um, has been a huge success. We have a lot of people that, and as Deb alluded, she's into anesthesia. I am as well. A lot of people that um, that's, that's their focus. And it has uh, really, really blossomed, done really well. We're um, currently creating an imaging society that I think will also be just as just as useful and and uh, 
you know, everyone will love through our select sponsors and donations from uh, silent auction and raffles that we hold. Um, also, our scholarships to attend some of these meetings, uh, topic focused forums such as such as the Anesthesia Society, um, the online certificate. We, we, we try to make sure that our uh, meetings and our education is foremost for everyone and that we offer something for everyone. And we do hold them because we are a global. We hold them on all four areas of the country so that we try to spread the wealth so it's not so hard from someone from California to have to go to Florida or Florida to go to Montana. You know, we try to uh, spread the wealth there. I think another thing we are working on is um, focusing a lot more, too, on our support staff that are in the hospital, practice managers, receptionists, because there's no real equine-focused training for them. So we're actually working with Care Credit to kind of expand that career enhancement program. And this next AEP, there'll be a whole track for receptionists, practice managers, office staff, anywhere from medical records to resume building to communications, um, you know, triage on the phone, charting, all of that. So we're, we're trying to build our repertoire if you will. And if anyone hasn't, if you have an interest, join the AAEVT and go to some of these regional meetings, which by the way, they, they sell out really quick. So you want to be on the mailing list so you learn about them, but they do hold them at different times around the country and they do have on demand. So if you can't, if you're too busy or you cannot get out of where you are, you can get some of this on demand. So we just want to make sure that, that you know that. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you by Care Credit. Care Credit keeps equine veterinarians at the heart of care by providing horse owners with simple, budget-friendly financing options. By bridging the gap between cost and care, Care Credit supports healthy financial relationships between veterinarians and their clients. It can help them move forward with care a horse needs whenever and wherever it's needed. So besides this online training, you have an annual convention with the AAEP each year. And what else do you offer to members? So Deb made a really good point about um, sometimes in our title, maybe at AEVT, people think, oh, well, it's only for technicians and assistants. But we are, we, we encompass the whole veterinary team. And we look at it as the AEVT is a partner with the veterinarian. So with AEP. So we are all encompassing. It's full circle. So um, I'm really glad that Deb brought that up and didn't mean to leave that out. So yes, our, our support staff, um, you know, we're offering all ends, all ends for everyone. The most important thing that I, what I really like is that we have something called regional contacts. So our regional contacts are our boots on the ground and I'm air quoting. Um, they are our liaisons between our members and our board, basically. So if a member, you know, we, not everyone feels or has the time to be able to reach out to the board. So their uh, regional contacts are their contacts. They can say, you know, gee, I, I'm really interested in imaging or I'm really interested in anesthesia. And that's where these ideas come from. And, you know, they bring them to us and we, you know, fulfill the needs that are out there. So I think that we really do a great job with a full service and, and do that as well for their practice managers and our support staff, the complete support staff. With our sponsorships, we have some really awesome sponsors. And, you know, we are always trying to share the wealth of what they offer for our members. We do that through our um, 
Hoofbeats, which is a monthly publication that we put out to our members. Uh, we do that through, we have something now that we've just created called Saturday Tidbits. So that's just kind of a short blurb, things that pop up, you know, within the week. It's like, oh, everybody might be interested in this. So we, we pop that out on Saturdays. We have uh, a spring and a fall newsletter, which is a very complete um uh, kind of mailing that we send out with uh, articles that we, um, you know, we uh, support our, our members in writing articles or case studies, um, you know, anything publishing as well as, uh, you know, presenting case studies. Uh, our website is extremely robust and, and has a lot of how-tos to help you do those. If you're like, well, that, that seems daunting. I have no idea how to start that. We have a resource for you in our resource page on our website. Um, you know, podcasts like this and, uh, you know, your your uh, equi-management and the magazines, they, they're all awesome and, and allow our members to be able to have a voice. We We are not you know, lobbyists per se out there, you know, but we do support states that um, are trying to, you know, technicians that are trying to work with their state to get recognition for technicians. Uh, for example, what happened in Montana, um, getting uh, the term veterinary technician, you know, in their um, state practice act. We also work very closely with the AEP um, and collaborate on projects and initiatives with them. It seems like baby steps, but, you know, one of our constant, you know, focuses is to help educate the veterinarian on the technician and assistant and what we can do and how we can be, you know, a better support for them utilized fully. Um, so we, we do a lot of that collaboration as well. And um, you know, seeking out advocates for the AAVT that are AEP members who will, you know, kind of always speak for us or speak, um, you know, to us as um, part of the team. So that's just another side bit of what we are constantly always trying to do to support our members. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. So what, how can text and assistance help busy equine veterinarians. And we know that vets are really busy right now. So Deb, so why don't you start? <laughs> I'll start. And I know Wiss has got some great notes too, but for me, I think, um, I think letting your veterinarian know what you do feel capable of doing or what you have been trained on. If you've gone through a, you know, a specific program or an AVMA program, letting them know because you know for the most part they just don't know they don't understand so much our piece of the profession um and just you know coming with a positive attitude and always anticipating you know knowing what that procedure is knowing what that appointment is um you know know the client know the drugs that might be used or the supplies that might be used, the equipment that might be used, make sure it's working, make sure it's ready, make sure it's set up. Um, and I mean, I think the biggest piece that we also can bring is just being that communication conduit between the veterinarian and the client, um, helping the client understand, you know, talking to the client when the veterinarian might need to go see another client or horse and um, helping them with callbacks, just be that communication piece. 
Right. So there's so many different types of practices, right? We have ambulatory, we have hospital, we have clinics. So, I mean, everyone's role is a little bit different. Their responsibilities are a little bit different. And Deb makes a really great point. Make sure that you're a partnership with your veterinarian. So make sure that they do know what your capabilities are or where you want to learn and where you want to grow. Um, So my best answer to this is what served me well as an assistant for many years is just be present, right? So in other words, listen and read the room. If your veterinarian is discussing a treatment, as Deb said, or a modality with a client, while they're discussing, you're you're setting that up. You're one step ahead for them. Um, That would obviously be if you were out in ambulatory. You know, you're moving ahead. Maybe you drive for them so that they can actually do their invoicing in between or or be able to, uh, you know, talk to their clients or make make a call that they need to do whatever just be present and read where you are and see where can you step forward for that veterinarian and take that load off for them you know where where can you best do that make sure everything's packed up everything's neat put away um you know your job is really to lessen lessen the load create more value and time in the day allowing for another client to be seen or for the day to end at a a reasonable hour that's a really good point Okay, so whether you're already working as a tech or an assistant, or maybe you found this uh, podcast and you say, gosh, I really would like to do that, or I'd like to get back to doing that. Do you have a job board for tech assistants interested in a job, or conversely, veterinarians who are looking for help, and how can it be used? Let's let you take that. Sure. So, yes, we have a career center on our website. We have a very robust website. Um, Any member may post a career opportunity and any member may browse, so to speak, through our career posting site. Uh, We're in the process of growing this center as it's kind of really taken on a life of a life of its own. There are many, many job postings that we have. They're all across the country. Um, And we've had some industry members actually um, wanting to post some career ops for there. So we're part of our process. And, you know, from someone who came from an assistant and then went into industry, I think that's an amazing, great uh, path. And I'll just take this a little bit of a different direction. When I was an assistant and I worked for a great practice, but you feel like those four walls are all all there is. It's hard to think that, you know, gee, I I live in New Jersey and maybe I can't relocate. So what else could there possibly be out there? So, um, you know, or maybe I've reached my capacity as an assistant of what I've been what I've been doing and I want to do more. So, um, you know, the AVT with the career center, with the industry being able to be you know, opening doors and letting people realize that there are other avenues. So yes, we we offer that. Uh, technicians, assistants, office support staff, we we have um, all of that on our career postings. Um, we actually have a new feature on our uh, career side, a career posting side for uh, resumes. So in our members profile, they're able to upload their resume and they would be um, able to be viewed by other members. Um, you know, word of mouth is always the best when you're looking for something, right? Uh, and we do have clinic memberships as well. So there are veterinarians that are able then to to look through and review and see who is um, maybe possibly willing to move or, you know, who has what qualifications, what might fit the bill for what they're looking for. So, yes, again, that's, you know, working together to keep it all full circle. That's great. And I'm sure that uh, it's going to get even busier now. That we've <laughs> How can folks find out more about AAEVT? And again, you keep mentioning your website and it is a very robust website. Deb, tell us a little bit about 
where people can find out more? Well, I am not a social media guru, <laughs> but yes, I am. Um, so I manage our social media and uh, we have a very active Facebook page. We have uh, about 7,000 um, likes, if you will, people who follow us. Uh, so that's been a great way for people to find out about us as well as we have a community page on Facebook for our ABT members only. So we share all kinds of information on these websites, you know, create questions, let them know about upcoming events, resources, case studies, articles, webinars, you know, just a myriad, sometimes even a nice little motivational quote. Uh, we do have an Instagram account that's linked to the Facebook page and then our um, LinkedIn is, it's getting there, but um, that's another place where, you know, people can find out about us. I, I think too, um, you know, more and more, the conversation is out there, uh, hopefully among practices and veterinarians, you know, to encourage their staff to take a look at um, the AAVT, because uh, we do try and partner as much as we can with the AAP, uh, where we are getting um, members, um, their case studies, especially, and some articles being published in um, equine-oriented veterinary magazines. So people find out about us, you know, in those ways. And I think, too, our sponsors, our industry sponsors, um, have been very supportive of us and helping us spread the word and encourage their, their team, their sales reps, to walk in the door and ask, you know, are you guys members of the AEVT? And um, supporting, you know, them and and what they do as well. We're out there. Come find us. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the question a little bit. So, Wis, how can vets work to retain quality techs and assistants these days? Because honestly, they're worth their weight in gold. True, true. And of course, uh, of course, I'm going to say that. But yes, that's very true. Um, I think that uh, we've touched on it a little bit. Uh, you know, a lot of times the vet. Narian, everyone's in a little bit of a rut. So they're like, okay, you're going to handle the horse. You're going to hold the horse for me. I'm going to do all of the other things. I'm going to take the radiographs. I'm going to do the ultrasound. I'm going to, um, you know, uh, whatever that modality might be that they're working on and not realizing the wealth of knowledge and experience that that technician slash assistant might have for them. So it's basically, you know, we all talk about salary and, you know, salary is definitely a great thing, but there's so, if you don't see and show the benefit of what your staff has to offer, your staff feels undervalued and they're going to look elsewhere for that value, you know, that, that self self uh, feel. So I, I really believe that for me, the most of it would be utilize me, let me do what I can do, let me help, let me be a partner, not just, um, we used to have a, a little saying that, that we used, we're, not, we're more than just a hitching post. So, you know, spread that, you know, let us let us do what we do. Let us do what we, our passion is. We're here because we're passionate about the job. So I, I, that's my biggest thing is I think they really need to, to retain the staff that you have. You need to show the investment in them and the investment that they have in themselves. Empower them, you know, and challenge them. And, and I think, you know, just like was said, making 
making your team truly feel like they are part of the practice and the team, that their opinions, their input, their suggestions, you know, might be very valuable and, um, you know, create that atmosphere where they feel like they can truly, you know, make a difference. I think that's when we've asked our members, you know, what is the most important valuable thing of this career choice you know that you've made and they they've to a t always said the ability to know that we've made a difference not only in the patient the horse but you know with a client and you know with our practice or with my veterinarian um and i think you know in the hustle and bustle the last few years and growing we've kind of been so focused on getting through the day, we need to get back to, you know, being value driven um, and, you know, utilizing our people's finding out their skill sets and, um, you know, bringing all that to the table. Well, is there anything else that uh, you would like to add for our audience to learn about the AAEVT? Maybe we could just like to share with them, um, since we've talked about our website so much, how, how they can find our website, right? So we are aaevt.org. Without being a member, they can browse through. They can't, they can't really delve into the resource page and all of that, but they can see all the offerings that we do have on there. Um, you know, our uh, events, where we're going to be next, things that we're holding. Like I said, you know, in the beginning, when I first stumbled upon AVT and, and met Deb and found the community, that it, it, the community is an underutilized word because it really does um, bring it all full circle. And there's so many avenues, so many avenues. I think for veterinarians, we also we also offer clinic memberships, and that's a little different in that it allows the clinic to be able to access, you know, the the full breadth of our website resources and job opportunities and um, the hoof beats and all of that. It just doesn't give them individual memberships um, within their clinic, but that's a a, a great resource for you know, the veterinarian to be able to join in and post job opportunities as often as they want and research resumes. And that's great. And we will make sure and include a link for those of you who are listening to the podcast. If you go to the equimanagement.com website, the article that goes along with this podcast will make sure and include a link out to AAEVT. And it's worth going and looking at a pretty vast array of educational opportunities for those who are interested in, in working in veterinary practice. So thank you, Deb and Wes, for joining us today. And a big thanks to our audience for just being here with us on the Business of Practice podcast. Big thanks to our sponsor, Care Credit, for letting us be able to do this. And we invite you to visit equimanagement.com or your favorite podcast network to hear all the episodes of the Business of Practice. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can send an email to me at kbrown, that's the letter K Brown, at equinenetwork.com. The Business of Practice podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network, LLC. Mm-hmm.